Hi, and welcome to the Part 3 with me podcast. The show that helps Part 3 students jumpstart into their careers as qualified architects and also to provide refresher episodes for practicing architects. I am your host, Maria Scudari. And this week, we will be talking about the RIBA client advisor role. So today's episode meets PC1 and PC2 of the part three criteria. So what and who is a REBA client advisor? So the REBA client advisor service started in 2005 by the RIBA uh, to support clients in delivering their projects, getting the most out of their design team and learning from past experiences. So a REBA client advisor is usually an experienced architect and professional practitioner but not the one that's designing the building. And they are working with the client's team um, and are independent of the supply team. And they monitor and help the client to manage the design process from its earliest uh, stages. They also help clients maintain control over issues affecting the quality, the value and life cycle of a building project. And this includes advising on developing the brief examining feasibility and capacity, setting sustainability and safety strategies, and assisting to select the right team. So the UK government recommends the early appointment of an independent client advisor, like a REBA client advisor, to provide high-level expert advice and to help protect the client's interests. So the REBA client advisors are selected by the RIBA from their membership, for their all-round procurement expertise, design experience, business knowledge, and track record of delivering results in construction projects, helping to provide clear and independent advice to clients through the whole life of the project. So they can assist the client to develop the scope of work for consultants and also define a clear set of deliverables, as well as advising on the structure and appointment of the design team and contractor. Also, client advisors can be used on any type of procurement. So they're not required only for a certain type of uh, procurement strategy. So depending on the client's needs, some of the client advisors' key skills include exploring high-level options for meeting their client's business or strategic needs. Also consulting with key stakeholders to identify significant project issues. They carry out strategic risk assessments of the project. They prepare the outline business case. They identify lessons learned from previous experience and help to implement those on the next project. They prepare the project brief, output specification and sustainability goals. They also assist to define project outcomes and benefits. They provide guidance on the use and benefits of BIM. They prepare feasibility studies and a strategic business case for the project. They ensure the project is compliant with the original brief. They assist to set a budget and propose a funding strategy. They also check budgets, design proposals, construction details and project documentation. They identify and develop the most appropriate procurement strategy for the project. Also help to prepare and implement strategies for handover soft landings and post-occupancy evaluation 
and they also manage the invitation, evaluation and selection of tenders from design and construction teams. So those are some of the key uh, skills that a client advisor can bring on board on a project and what they can offer to a client. So now, how can a REBA client advisor be appointed and where would a client uh, look to find someone? So in terms of how to find and appoint someone, clients can contact the RIBA client services team to advise them on why, how and when they should engage and appoint a client advisor. Or uh, the client can also refer to the client advisor register. Now, in terms of their actual appointment, they are appointed directly by the client and the RIBA client advisor professional services contract can be used uh, for their appointment form. So the REBA client advisor professional services contract has been developed to be aligned with the RIBA plan of work and it provides fair terms for both parties and is compliant with the Consumer Rights Act. So similarly with the other REBA professional services contracts that I mentioned in the previous episode, the client advisor professional services contract also consists of the agreement, the contract details, the contract conditions and schedule of services. It also includes a contract uh, checklist at the start for uh, some items to be considered before signing the contract. So similarly with the other contract forms, under the agreement, uh, this is the section where the parties to the contract sign and date the document. Then are the contract details, where under item A, you list the client's name and details. Under item B, the uh, client advisor's name and details are stated. Then under item C is the site address um, to be outlined. Under item D is where the project brief is outlined, together with the construction cost and project program. Then under item E are the names of any other client appointments needed on the project. Uh, under item F covers the basic fee and other services. Item G is for time charges. Item H is for expenses. Item A states the payment frequency. Uh, item J includes the professional indemnity insurance. Item K, the dispute resolution options. And item L, the information formats to be shared. Then we have the contract conditions, which are split into the definitions of terms and the clauses. The definition of terms is essentially a list of words and phrases that are found throughout the document and are explained within the definition of terms. Then the clauses section are the major terms of the contract, which determine the obligations of the parties. So the clauses are set out in a similar order to the contract details. So under section one covers the general interpretation of the contract. Section two states the client's responsibilities. Section three states the client advisor's responsibilities. Then under section four is any assignment, subcontracting or third party rights. Section five sets the requirements for fees and expenses, including payment notices and notice of intention to pay less. Section six outlines the agreement regarding copyright and licenses. Section seven states the client advisor's liability. Uh, then under section eight states the requirements for the client advisor to hold an active professional indemnity insurance. 
Uh, Section 9 states the process when it comes to suspending or terminating the contract. Uh, Section 10 is uh, the preferred methods of dispute resolution to be used if a dispute arises under the contract. And Section 11 sets out the information formats to be shared. Uh, And then following the clauses, you have the schedule of services, which sets out the specific services that the client advisor will carry out at each stage of the project from REAPA stages 0 to 7, as well as scope for any other and additional services that may be required. Now, in terms of each party's obligations and liabilities under the appointment contract, uh, looking at the client first, they should inform the client advisor of the project requirements. They should provide the client advisor with all necessary information of the project to assist with the performance of their services. They should make timely decisions and approvals, uh, provide timely payment for the services performed. They should also appoint others as required under separate agreements and appointments and ensure collaboration between all parties. Uh, They should also hold the contractor appointed to undertake the construction work responsible for the proper carrying out and completion of the works and not the client advisor. Uh, They should also not hold the client advisor responsible for any instructions issued by the client to the other client appointments or the contractor. Uh, They should also identify that the client advisor does not warrant compliance with the project program and construction cost and the competence performance work or services by any of the other client appointments or contractor and also the client shall not disclose any confidential information unless necessary. Now in terms of the client advisor's obligations and liabilities these include that the client advisor is required to exercise reasonable skill, care and diligence expected of an experienced client advisor of a similar size, nature and complexity of the project. They are expected to perform their services to meet the client's brief. They are expected to inform the client at all times of the progress and performance of the services that may affect the project uh, brief, program, construction cost or quality. They will also act on behalf of the client on matters set out in the contract agreement and agreed with the client beforehand. They are also expected to collaborate with any other client appointments. They also have the right to retain copyright in the documents produced for the purposes of performing the services. And they also have the right to suspend or terminate their services if the client fails to pay any fees or amounts due and then they have the right to commence dispute resolution procedures. And similarly with the client, the client advisor shall not disclose any confidential information unless uh, necessary. So once a client advisor is selected an appointment, there are a number of ways they can help clients make their buildings better, including enhancing the client's resources and the business plan, So the RIBA Register of Client Advisors includes cross-sector experience, including housing, education, well-being, and so on, as well as sustainability experts, which the client advisor can bring into the client's team and resources. And in terms of the business plan, client advisors offer long-term strategies for development, 
advising on the impacts on people, places and facilities from inception before the design team is appointed. And this process will help inform the client's uh, estate decisions and if the result could be new or repurposed buildings or no building at all. Uh, another way uh, the client advisor can assist the client is by assisting with the development of the brief. So the client advisor supports the client to determine the scope of the project and its wider objectives. They can also assist by promoting and embedding quality. So the client advisor assists the client on how to define a realistic approach to balancing time, cost and quality and providing a clear vision articulated in specific values and objectives, informing how appointments are made, embedding quality from the outset. And advisors can also help clients to push quality as a project develops by structuring focused evaluation processes and promoting design reviews. They also encourage clients to think more about and manage quality enabling them and their design teams to get to the heart of a project and be clear about priorities. Uh, they can, so client advisors can also assist with user experience. Um, so given client advisors know that to make better buildings and environments, you need to learn from experience. So their wide experience of varied client types, scales and institutions and use techniques and data help clients benefit from their experience both before starting a project and after completion through to post-occupancy evaluation. Uh, client advisors can also assist with sustainability, ensuring that the requirements to achieve the client's sustainability goals uh, are incorporated into the brief and maintained through the design process and measured post-occupancy. Early decisions should be made on orientation and the sitting of buildings, contributing to energy performance and user satisfaction. And the client advisor can assist the client to embed these in the process from the outset. Uh, they can also assist the client with team selection uh, and finding the design team that is the best fit for the project. Uh, because given that client advisors are experienced architects, they offer a unique perspective from both sides of the project team, which is of particular value to clients when selecting the design team. Uh, so through an in-depth understanding of delivering this role, combined with experience of interpreting clients' needs on each specific project, client advisors can help to identify the benefits of the different approaches available in the current market. And this includes reviewing the range of skills and experience needed, defining the consultant's scope of services, as some may be part of a core team and others uh, as specialists, uh, also advising on the best procurement method for selecting the team and managing the assessment process to evaluate the potential consultants. And of course, um, they add value as a whole. Uh, so client advisors take a strategic overview early on uh, and they help clients make a long-lasting impact through inspiring leadership, strategic thinking and holistic and evidence-based assessment in a broader context. Client advisors also define the purpose and provide the resources uh, necessary to ensure the client's needs are met. And as experienced architects, 
uh, client advisors bring critical analysis and design thinking to the project, helping to lay the foundations for a successful project long before the design team is appointed. They also form strong working relationships with clients, providing valued independent advice throughout the life of one project and into the next. So that uh, briefly covers what um, the role of the RIBA client advisor is. Uh, and just to quickly sum up what I discussed today, uh, Reba client advisors are experienced architects and professional practitioners who work as part of the client team. Uh, they are assessed and accredited by the RIBA in recognition of their all-round procurement expertise, design experience, business knowledge and track record of delivering results on construction projects. They are also appointed directly by the client and can be appointed using the RIBA client advisor uh, professional services contract. And RIBA client advisors assist on the client's resources and business plan, their project brief, ensure high quality throughout, keep uh, user experience at the forefront and ensure it, uh, you, it's utilized to a high standard. They also adopt and pursue sustainability methods, assist with team selection and add great value to all projects they are involved in. So that covers the role as a whole. Uh, so today, instead of a scenario, I will provide you with two case studies of how client advisors benefited um, the project outcome and process. Uh, so the first case study is that the aim of this case study was to identify achievable solutions to improve best practice for delivery of education-led uh, mixed-use projects. Uh, and to increase their preparedness in advance of complex projects, the RIBA client advisor was appointed and they developed a baseline information for the design team. So a key aspect was creating a template for school uh, user requirements uh, to be used as an education design brief alongside a methodology for preparing um, this brief during stage one. So school was selected as a test case to trial the process and inform the template uh, and having established a strong relationship with the uh, London Borough of Camden. This is where um, this case study took place. Uh, and as both architect and strategic advisor, they were uh, invited to review the internal processes for major uh, capital projects in the community's investment program and to advise on improvements to achieve best practice. Uh, so they acted as a strategic independent advisor and the client advisor uh, on this uh, project help identify key areas to help increase both efficiency for the local authority client and also support better outcomes for projects. Uh, so that's the first um, case study whereby the client advisor um, here just used their strategic expertise to help the local authority in meeting their uh, outcomes and deliverables. Uh, another example is um, that there was a project which comprised of the demolition of existing buildings in a triangular site. 
and uh, have the construction of a new high-quality mixed-use scheme, which was to revitalise the town centre. So the scheme is a mix of retail, commercial, offices and residential buildings with associated underground parking and a new uh, public town plaza at its heart. So this project seeks to improve accessibility and links with the local shopping centre, High Street and the Maidenhead Rail Station. So this was based in Maidenhead. Uh, the client advisor in this case was commissioned by London and Aberdeen prior to site purchase uh, as an RIBA client advisor to determine the mix, massing, heights and density for the new development. Uh, the scheme had already been through several design iterations with another developer and had not been successful in achieving planning approval. So the advisor worked closely with the client and the local authority and through their expertise helped to set and get agreement on the basic parameters for the scheme, which then in return enabled the client to purchase the site and actually go through with the development. So here you can see how much value the client advisor's experience and expertise um, helped in bringing together uh, this uh, strategy to sell and uh, convince the local authority to have this take place. So that's what I wanted to cover today. And that concludes today's episode. If you would like to get in contact with me, please feel free to email me on the address provided in the show notes. Thank you for listening. This is an educational show aimed at supporting the future generation of architects. The information, opinions and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. Please join me next week for some more part three with me time.